0: David Fink's cities with the hello. It's the 24th of July 2018, and I believe you need to watch your language. Um, no, I will not try to, uh, you know, get George Carlin onto the show in terms of his rather raunchy language. But I am talking about the um, conflict or the um, question of English versus Chinese. These two actually do a great job coexisting in perfect, you know, peace and harmony. Is that the way they, is that, how do do they turn that for Ebony and Ivory? Ebony Ebony and Ivory living together in perfect, yes, exactly. In living together in perfect harmony. Now, English and Chinese, they should be living together in perfect harmony. Reason number one. Chinese is horrendously difficult for those of you who have not you know who have not had a head start we are talking about the same horrendous difficultyness so to speak like if you were trying to learn german and the obvious is like um dear Mann and die frau but there are other things like for example is a car you know the car is that der or die no it's a das it's supposed to be dead or neutral. But then again, the um, the girl, das Mädchen, that sounds more like the female, uh, the girl, was like treated as an item rather than a uh, lady. You know, Dirty Das in German is horrendously uh, complicated. A language friend once redirected me to a YouTube uh, clip about Kayana and he went, on this at length, of course, in German, about how hard, dare he, the articles were for German, uh, for, uh, in the German language, rather, and so, uh, and of course, for non-Germans. The same goes for Chinese. Remember, we have thousands of characters. We have two standard sets: simplified and standard and standard traditional. Beijing even thought of doing an ultra-simplified set in the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties. And then everyone got ticked off because they didn't look like Chinese characters. To be honest to you, they looked more like alien ET, you know, dabs than anything that resembled a proper East Asian ideogram-slash-character-based language. So they got rid of that, you know. Um, There was also the idea floated that we should dump the characters and replace it with Pinyin. Which really did kind of work out. In the 1980s, i remembered... My mum had this cosmetics product. On one side of the packaging, there was all the hanzi. The other side was this completely surreal description. All in hanyu pinyin. As in the ASCII, you know, the uh, letters, the Roman letters, A, B, C, D, all the way to X, Y, Z. But they would transliterate everything into pinyin. So for example, China, which were two characters in standards or traditional uh, standard, standard, traditional, or simplified became Zhongguo, Zhongguo, or Zhongguo in Pinyin. That was okay for me because I was just learning my Chinese and a little bit of English back then. But that to anyone else now looks absolutely surreal. So we have not dumped the characters. We are not dumping them anytime soon. In fact, it's a part of Chinese history that we would be very much, you know, very smart to cherish for the very long run. Um, now, of course, the other question is, of course, um, the intonation, because you may have heard this before. Ah, 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 ah. That's right. Four different ways to intonate something. Uh, basically, in English, you can you can basically intonate all the way you want, for example, you could say, the next station is Baron's Court. Or you could say, the next station is Baron's Court. Or anything like that. And it will basically mean the same thing. In Chinese, it doesn't work like this. For example, huai um, yun is to get pregnant. But if you said huai that means poor luck. So you need to be very careful if your friend just got pregnant. Not to wish her... Poor luck, and that's where Chinese becomes a true minefield. Obviously, well aware of that, most of us, including the railways, have decided to include English into the services. Because as of late, I've seen two different incidents, all in central Beijing, where local shopkeepers or cashiers got very angry at people from Europe or people from North America who obviously were not overseas Chinese, they were just locals from Europe coming into China. And in one case, a gentleman forgot that he or she needed to get cash or visit the uh, Bureau de change. In another case, another guy was making fun of another guy, uh, an expat, who basically um, must have been a newcomer, understood zero English, uh, rather understood zero Chinese. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get across here is... With China's rise, any way you like to spin it, there is also a rise in the I wouldn't really say hostility, but the number of people that think China is so big kahuna these days that everybody should learn Chinese. Maybe if you were just born and were given an opportunity to be schooled in Chinese for about a thousand hours before you turn you know turn about ter- turn about ten or eleven, you may have a good shot. Um i've seen expats who can speak absolutely perfect mandarin chinese the precondition of course he or she was schooled in china or at least in a place where they speak mandarin rather well but having said that the average expat coming into town in his or her 30s or 40s is going to have a you know is going to have a hell of a time getting his or her mandarin the right way just like for me for example it would be very hard for me to to converse and to give a public speech in Russian, because I had never learned anything about the Russian language. And uh, apart from a few words like say da for yes and zbaziba for thank you, I know literally close to zero Russian. Well, obviously, Russian is an easy one, because we have a few terms which sound the same as in English. You know, for example, computer or president or federation. They sound pretty much the same. But, um... But these terms would sound completely different in Chinese. For example, computer would be called 基寸基 or 电脑 in Chinese. In Japanese, it would be called 컴퓨터. In Korean, computer. So you get the idea. You have to learn completely different terms. And if you're into chemistry, you will need to learn a completely different, and in some cases, semi invented character. If you're talking about the period, you know the periodic table of the elements, for example, uh, uranium or neptunium or plutonium, they will have to be completely separate and very new characters added to the Chinese, you know, uh, dictionary or the Chinese collection of characters. So Chinese is not very much a very easy language for you to learn, if you haven't had a head start back in your teens or your early twenties, and so that's why I'm saying, if you want to keep Beijing International better get everyone learning English. Because we happen to live in a place where, you know, compared to Europe, we not only speak a different language per se, it's a completely different language set, language family, character set, everything is just so completely different. And as a result, if we want to stay relevant as a place where East meets West, we have to keep on learning English and Chinese at the same time. Ooh, good heavens. Thank you for your company and I'll see you next show.